Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Aaron with uh, Vintage Therapy Sessions, and we're with Jerron Jones today of Wild Things Brand. Jerron, we're excited to have you. I'm going to let Jerron go through a quick little introduction about himself, and then we'll kind of get into some kind of discussion. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, my name is Jerron Jones, owner of Wild Things Brand. Um, we've been been out since what 2016. Yeah, you know, I played a little bit of basketball overseas before then. And, you know, the, that kind of, you know, when that ended, went straight into clothes and things like that. So, so 2016. 2016, but, you know, I always wanted a brand yeah. when I was a kid. You, you really don't know that when you're in it, you know what I'm saying, as far as, you know, wanting the, the fresh pair of sneaks, you know, the, the clothes, being in the stock room with my mother mm -hmm. from a very, very young age. I mean, basketball was always my life, but... You know, you, you kind of see early when you think back on, like, what was my real interest? So know? talk a little bit about that. How did that, so your childhood, the sports aspect from basketball, you know, growing up in that environment with your mother, you know, talk about did, how did that fuel the passion for kind of what you had I mean, to start Wild Things? I guess, like, my, my mother, she, she's been 33 years at Dillard's. So I'm, I'm 33. Yeah. <laughs> So she started that job when I was two or three months old, you know, so I've always been in around clothes in stock rooms. Uh, Dillard's used to have Jordans, so that's mm -hmm. where I would get my Jordans, you know what I'm saying? And my Nikes, anything like that. So it's it's always been a part of me. Um, but basketball, you know, you're around the, the everybody wants to be an athlete. You know what I mean? So they kind of gravitate to you and what you're wearing. I really took home into that when going to school, you know, that first day fit. Man, how did yeah. that make you feel? You know, those shoes on the side, you would lay your whole outfit down to your socks and drawers, man. That, like, that's a, that was a really great feeling for me. So that never, like, I, I can't name one time where when I was getting dressed, I didn't have that feeling. Well, it's funny because Scott's like that every day. It's like yeah. first every day of school day. every yeah. day. Yeah, it's, it's the same. That's for me. Yeah. That's for me. I the match same all way. my outfits with my drawers. Yeah, for sure. Outfit starts with <laughs> I'm not that extreme, but I mean, kidding. that's not I'm even extreme. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, some people do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've mentioned basketball and sports uh, a couple times. How has that played into kind of like your entrepreneurship and the business side uh, and the competitiveness of, of what you do? Just because, like, you know, when you're in a gym, if, if, if anybody's play the sport, um, you have to dedicate yourself to it, you know, so that's that's first and foremost. And then when you play at a high level, you want to be the best. Um, competing is, it, it, it's like, it used to be like my number one thing. It still is a, a thing, but I'm trying to, you know, not kill that, but kind of make that not the goal when you're creating. So like, you used to be in the gym shooting a thousand jump shots. Um, when you got to that game, you just wanted to dominate that area, you know, and that's really helped me with entrepreneurship. First of all, it, business is just like basketball or any type of sports. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to study. Um, you have to get your reps in. You're going to hear no's. You're going to miss shots. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I tie everything into that basketball. It helped me explore the world. Um, again, I played overseas basketball as professional overseas so I was fortunate enough to see different parts of the world like Stockholm, Finland, um, Mexico, 
Cyprus. So those different cultures and styles and, you know, being in a place like Cyprus was real exotic. And, you know, you just seen how they, they put layers and everything together. And, you know, they had the sports cars out there. And it was just it was just nice to see and, and nice to pick up on those those things while I was over there as far as to how that ties back into fashion. You know, it, it was just being around that I never under okay so you know how people say don't wear dirty forces I seen that over in Europe for the first time and I would ask people like man um why are your shoes like so like why are these forces so dirty and they explained to Mm -hmm. me like you know that really doesn't matter it's just like if you have a killer outfit and then aesthetically dirty shoes may look nice with that Mm-hmm. with the outfit so it was like a it was like a style to them and you know I, I didn't pick up on it but the world picked up on that late over yeah. here like now everybody you go everywhere and that's what you see you know so that was really cool to to see that style first and then see everybody pick that up you know so I mean Sports, fashion, everything goes hand in hand. We got hand. a night going here. <laughs> nah, nah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> got it no, and, and I see, and I think that's part of it too. Uh, when you know, you look at especially this new line mm-hmm. that you have coming out this yeah. fall, and what I've always enjoyed about your clothing in general and the creativity behind it is you see the different cultures, you see the mm-hmm. different, you know, the coloring and the the textures mm-hmm. of things and stuff like that you see that in your brand yeah. and i think that speaks volumes and i think correct me if i'm wrong but i'd say you probably like you said pulled a lot of those influences oh. from your travel and your time you know overseas and experiencing different cultures yeah. and different styles so so what makes wild things so cool and i'll break it down is wild things create the world so essentially that statement you know what i'm saying so I love that. it doesn't it doesn't cater to anyone it caters to everyone yeah. you know what i'm saying so when you when when i that's what makes this brand so cool is because i don't have one set style um i just put on whatever feels good to me and you know when you look at certain brands um they have one aesthetic that they go with mm-hmm. and they live off that aesthetic whether it's a trend whether it's not a trend whether they're ahead of the trend you know so um that's very boxing to me you get i i feel i can't think for any other brand i feel like it boxes me in mm-hmm. so when when i create i want to create something for that 85 year old man or woman uh, along with the younger kid so when you see this newer collection that's what it you can find a little bit of everything in that that collection um, so yeah, yeah, that 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 culture of, you know, I went to Bryan Station, I went to Lexington Catholic, so it started off early. I went to LTMS, but I lived in Winburn. Yeah, you know, so you would see two different ways of dressing: the preppy style to you know the the urban, but but high fashion, you know, in, in our neighborhoods because that's what it looked like to me because I never seen these brands. Mm-hmm. On, on some of the D-boys in the neighborhood and things like that, like, I never seen it. So I was just like, oh, that's really dope. Yeah. That's really cool to see. And then my first time seeing Sperry's was at LTMS, boat shoes. Cool. And, and, and I think that's the, the uniqueness now about fashion in general is because you can take both worlds, yes. put them together, and, and it works. Yes. And, you know, we talked about, like, that first day of school. I can remember the same, the same situation, like laying the clothes out and, and knowing what you were going to wear because nobody – it was different back yeah. in the 90s because you didn't have social media. You couldn't yeah. keep up with people. Yeah. You wouldn't see somebody – 
that you went to school with for mm-hmm. three months of the summer, and mm-hmm. then you wanted to set that stage, like you wanted that first, mm-hmm. you know, time seeing them back at school. You wanted to be on point with yeah. everything, and. I think with with me, you know, getting that laid out and all of that, it didn't really matter what was on trend or what we were wearing. It was the confidence level in yeah. it. You yeah. know, Scott and yeah. I talk a lot about this. I'm like, man, I can't wear that. I can't pull that <laughs> off. And he, I was like, I'm 44. You know, I'm 44 years old. And he's like, you can wear it. Just you just need to own it. And yeah. I think that's the key. Your brand, I think, in my mind at yeah. least, it, it opens people up to be able to say, it doesn't matter really what your style is. Yeah. If you if you know if you like the preppiness mm-hmm. of corduroys, if you like the oversized you know um, you know yeah. t-shirt or sweatshirt, it's mm-hmm. it's there for you, and you can style it together and make it work. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it, like you took it, you know, that's perfect. You know what I mean? Like you're 44, so you can find something in my collection, and like like you just have to own it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like own whatever you put on because fashion is super subjective. You know, I've talked to a girl, she's like, I don't have any fashion sense, you know, but I looked at her outfit and I was like, but does it make you feel good what you put on? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yes, it makes me feel good. So that's a sense of style. Somebody can connect with what you just said. This makes me feel good. So, you know, what what I label or I, I hate labels anyway, but what, mm-hmm. what I would say is fashion may not be fashion to you. You know what I mean? But I think with this collection, I did a really good job of like, trying to show that anyone can pick a piece out of this you know what i mean and, and that's why i because I, I i commend you guys and what you guys do I, like i said i sat right over you know mm-hmm. a couple steps away um in a booth and i seen like the dynamic of your your shop and how everybody came in here how the younger crowd how older people it was just everybody came in here to get something and that told me what um that just told me what the world wants right now and, and probably forever because they're getting more into like the classic pieces like you well, like you said earlier um there's no piece in here that looks the same that's unique mm-hmm. within itself because i can get something in here and when i walk out no one else has it and kids love that right now you know what i'm saying and, and it probably won't go anywhere because they want quality they want things that's not on everybody. They love travel, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's so many dynamics, cool dynamics that you guys bring to the table as well, you know? And you hit a keyword quality. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's when I explain people what the hype is around the vintage and mm-hmm. the stuff from the 80s and the 90s and even the 70s, mm-hmm. you know, that stuff that was made in the USA, there mm-hmm. was a lot of, you know, some of it was, you know, not made by a machine. It was mm-hmm. made by people actually mm-hmm. running it through the, the sewing machine and stuff. Mm-hmm. The quality is so much better. Yes. And that's one of the things I love about your brand yeah. is the quality. You, you have gone above and beyond to find the best pieces. Not only from a creative standpoint, are you putting that together but you're going out and finding the best quality materials and pieces to 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 put your ideas in, kind mm-hmm. of in, to, to you know all together. Because you, you you should never cheat a customer of an experience. You know what I'm saying? Because um, clothes mean the world to me. Like I've I've really grew up in stock rooms in in some of the best clothes and watching my mom go through that that space of getting nice nice fabrics understanding nice shoes understanding quality super super early so um me i don't want to disappoint like i'm so hard on myself about that like i know threads may come like come out and stuff like that and i i get that part of it but 
that's disappointing to me to give a customer a bad product. In my mind, it's a what, bad product. So talk a little bit about that. So where did you get that from? Like your mom, I guess, being in what, retail and or, you what, know. Well, my grandmother said at a very early age, she was like, she hated dirty shoes. Uh-huh. Like, always clean your shoes. She would hate my Chuck Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, she hated dirty shoes. She was like, always keep a nice pair of shoes. So she would clean her shoes. Mm-hmm. I get that from her. And, like, being OCD about, like, the way things um, touch me. And then probably a while back, an older man, I was having a conversation with him before I even started a brand. And I used to, I'm not saying cheap or fast fashion, um, because, every, again, everything's subjective and what you like is what you like. But when no, I we would, hate fast fashion. <laughs> okay. I will say that. Okay. We, can, we can put that out there. Okay, okay. All right. So when you, when you go buy that T-shirt, it's not of quality. Um, how many times do you have to re-buy that shirt? Yeah. You know, and an old man told me, because I used to shop like that. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, man, why don't you just find you a nice quality piece that you can wear all the time. It's going to last. And you don't have to worry about it going to get that same piece that you like over and over spending the amount of money that you're going to spend over and over is going to equate to this price point that you are avoiding (laughs) you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. i was just like okay that's a different way to think about it i just want quality i want to give people quality uh, in quality of life just just anything my my dad had uh remember back in like early like mid 2000s mm-hmm. he had a lacoste belt and mm-hmm. i said uh i said you've had this since we were kids and he was like yeah he's like i don't you don't get rid of stuff you buy something of good quality like this mm-hmm. and if you you know hang on to it and enjoy it long enough it's going to come back into a trend or yeah. popular and lacoste had just become popular yes. again and so when he was going out people were like dang you know and, what, you but it was that? the old school vintage mm-hmm. one yeah. and he you know he was hip and didn't even really know it yeah. which is kind of cool and i think uh, a, a lot of older generations, you know, it, it wasn't the fast fashion industry and, and the disposal, the being able to dispose of this or that mm-hmm. over time. It's like you kind of take that for granted. Whereas like our parents and our grandparents and mm-hmm. stuff growing up, it was like they didn't get they didn't have 20 belts, they had one belt. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to take care of that one belt or that one piece of clothing because they didn't have another one and mm-hmm. they wanted to keep it nice and, and, and pristine. And that's, and that's where the shoes probably yeah. come from, from my, my grandmother, like just telling me to clean my shoes all the time, you know? So you, you, you right on topic and, and on target with that. And I think more so younger kids are starting to get back into that part of it. You know, as I see, you have to, you have to study the market, um, yeah. especially with how things move so fast because of social media. Yeah. So everything is just trendy. So it's hard to keep up with that. And I was creating in that space for the last two years. And it would just be draining. I didn't want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I just was like, man, it's so hard to keep up. Why don't you just take some time off, study, look at what you want to do? My wife was like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing you complain. Like, just slow down, don't rush your process. See what you really want to put out to the world, and that's what happened with this. So let's talk about that. So the new line that comes out this fall, mm-hmm. you know, you've got you 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 went a totally different direction. You've got cardigans, you've got corduroys, mm-hmm. you've got, you know, sweaters, mm-hmm. and and the creativity is amazing. But it Thank definitely you. all the pieces have a very vintage classic look to yes. them. What are some of the inspirations behind the line that you're getting ready to drop? I promise you, just watching these kids, 
like watching these kids shop, like literally sitting over there and watching, mm-hmm. like watching what they were picking up, understanding, okay, like this is what they want instead of the older styles that you were delivering. And, and again, trying to that trendy. Yeah, my older stuff was good, but it, it wasn't great or it, it didn't, it turned heads, but it, it, it didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted it to do, I wanted people, I wanted everyone to really look at this and say, man, you're really a designer. You're really like, you can cater to everyone because those bigger brands, that's what they do. You know what I mean? That's what the Supremes do. That's what, you know, um, any brand that you think about that's been around for a long time, they cater to pretty much everyone. Um and that's really cool to me. I think that's important to point out to people that are wanting to get into this business or start their own clothing line or whatever. You know, taking something from what Jaron just said, you know, sit back and look at the landscape and learn. Yeah. And and so how how long did it take you? Well, you started in 2016, so mm-hmm. you've done a lot of just sitting back and looking and learning. Mm-hmm. And what's that process look like? Um, um, frustrating. Um, to be real, like you can lose a lot of money, like. <laughs> not waiting, not building a community, yeah. not, not, um, yeah, it's cool to pump out a product, you know, but if you have a product and no one knows about it and no one has any like culture behind it or community behind it, it's going to pretty much sit no matter how much you can get it on Joe small over here. But if you have no community behind mm-hmm. it, it, it's like, okay, so, you know, you know how many other brands is doing that? Um, it, it, it for the longest, I didn't make a profit probably for three or four years. My first big deal was during the pandemic, you know, um, where I'd seen a profit because I got a I get I got into retail stores, um, and then it's been coast. It's been cool, but now we're making another push with this newer collection because it's on a totally different another level. Um, so we're trying to get into a different space with people so it's kind of like rebranding over time and just not being stuck in that old mindset that you were in when you first started because you're gonna grow that's the that's the number one thing i would tell people like you're gonna grow and you don't have to just be stuck here you can move and 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 embrace that and people think you got to shut your whole brand down and no, no you don't I've changed the logo five, six different times. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We went from a bear to another bear to some other type of bear, then just the words, wild things, then just w, uh, WT money sign, and then now we're just a W. You know what I'm saying? So people were. I think that's key. We talked about that earlier, Scott. Mm-hmm. You weren't, but we were talking about how, like, like, I'm a huge I love Outkast so yeah. you know every album of Outkast is different yes it still has that Atlanta feel and all mm-hmm. of that but every one of them is different it kind of tells a different story things like that and I think so many brands like yours get stuck in one lane yeah and they're like we have to we this is our target audience this is our niche this is where we're going mm-hmm. we have to stay on brand whereas I think what you're able to do is kind of be that chameleon type and and you know, go with not just trends, but go with where your inspiration is coming from. Taking, you know, that, a bike over there, for mm-hmm. instance, and, and building off that, and the colors and the style and all of that, and 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 rebranding each time you do a new drop. Mm-hmm. I know Scott, 
you know, I try to do that in the shop. Yeah. We try to, you know, we have our brand, but we try to give something different every month or every week to our audience that's and the, to pull in new people. That's the truest. That's why I like this shop so much, because that's the true definition of freedom and vintage. You don't have to just be a logo. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could have sweatshirts, you could have dress shirts, you could have sweaters, you could have fleece, you could have jerseys, you could have what suits in here. Yeah. You know, you could I've seen furs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen furs on you guys' yeah. rack. So it's just like you could pretty much get whatever you want in one store. So that's what I want my brand to be is like you could pick from my brand and really fill your whole store up. Yeah. Like, you don't have to buy from anyone else. Like, you don't have to, I'm like, I love vape and all, and I love BBC and all that stuff. Like, but can you get everything from them? Yeah. Uh, maybe. But when when I designed this, like, I just want to speak to everybody. Like, like, you truly speak to everybody in here. So yeah. that's what's super, super dope about this shop and unique. And we've tried to do that. You know, we've tried to, you know, we we have a target market and an audience that, you know, that we can consistently count on week in and week out. Mm -hmm. But then the idea is how do we grow that? How do we expand that into someone who loves nostalgia or mm -hmm. someone who, you know, comes in and, and they, they want to, you know, they had that shirt as a kid, and mm -hmm. they want we want it again. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that is the key. What um, so that kind of leads me in because we have people that come into the shop, and and you know, we can Scott and I can both talk to this. They come in and they just it's not for them. Mm -hmm. It's not their style, or you know, um, how do you how does that make you feel like when you go to like you were in Vegas last. Mm -hmm a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. and you had people coming by your booth and you were you were really passionate about what you've created and stuff and they just weren't feeling it i could be talk to that like how does that how does that up here like getting excited mm -hmm. and then somebody coming in and like kind of tearing it down how does that how do you how do well, you address that how, how i address it is like i'm a different type of thinker how i address it is oh you meant not right now okay <laughs> yeah, so i don't hear a no or you can't like I'm not, I'm never gonna show that it affected me in that way. It, I'll go home and think about it, and it'll pick at me, and I'm like, I just gotta be that damn good mm -hmm. that you, that person. So that's what I, like, literally. If somebody says, oh, that's not for me, okay, well, I do have something for you. I have a, I have a cardigan with, with it, that's yellow and it's, and it's loud, but I also have this cardigan that. It's, it's not as loud, or I have this black, this, this you know, this something that's standard, mm -hmm. you know, that the, the average customer may want better than the loud pieces. So, you know, you keep all that in mind, and that, like, kind of picks at me when somebody says, yeah. oh, I, I can't find what I like. All right, let me show you what you like. Yeah. And that's just, if I was to set my brand on one aesthetic, I couldn't do that. Yeah. You know no, I mean? I, so. that makes that makes perfect sense, and I think that's something I battle with really in the shop is like trying to make everyone happy and making sure that the experience is just perfect for everyone, and not everybody is going to have that type of experience or that feel that we're you know wanting to pu push. And but I love what you said about maybe it's just not right now. Maybe yeah. they might come in 
this time and not have you know see something that they want but the next time they come in they see that fur that they like yeah they find something that they <laughs> like and and so i struggle i think that's the hardest thing for me because we talked about a little bit earlier all of us were but when you have that down day and you're kind of like oh man people aren't on to the shop anymore people aren't onto the brand anymore and that's a natural and, human feeling though that's that's just what a human is going to feel regardless if if we were not owners of a brand and or a company and we went and we worked for this this coffee shop over here and we messed up and we're real passionate about making coffee and we mess up we're like that's just a human natural feeling mm-hmm. to want to you know when you have that in you you just want to serve people and make people feel good you don't want to mess up mm-hmm. you know but we're all human at the end of the day so we have we all have to remind ourselves that we're human um other people are human they're they're not going it, every day is not going to be the best 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 day and we're they're going to be roadblocks and you just say all right god here's a roadblock um i'm just going to see it through and see what happens and mm-hmm. i'm gonna trust you to get me through it i'm just now learning that that hasn't been my model the whole entire time. I'm just now learning that in year seven, you know, that like we, we discussed, everything is is um, debatable and, and it is what it is. And those roadblocks, you can master them by just seeing what I learned in that moment. And that's one of the one things I, I love about your personality is, you know, you listen and we talked a little bit about that but like hearing it's okay to hear no or it's okay to hear a different opinion about something but you're able to listen and process it and say okay well let me take what you're saying and see how i can incorporate that to make myself not not only better but to make the situation better for you yeah because if i if somebody says okay i don't like that design okay I could get hard. I can beat myself up about it, or I could say, "Oh, oh, you don't like that." Okay, what do you like? Yeah. And then they'll tell me exactly what they like. Yeah. And then I'm like, "All right, keep that in mind. Let me design something like that." You yeah. just have to because the people are who buy into your system. Why would I get mad at them for saying they don't like something of mine? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think, I think it's I think it's a little absurd to expect everybody that comes in to preview what you have, whether it be in your lane or yeah. our lane of having vintage pieces. Um, I think it, I think it's pretty wild to think that like everybody that walks through your door yeah. is going to be like, man, this is crazy. I gotta have this. Yeah. Like, first of all, you know, like Aaron and I were big collectors of vintage. Mm-hmm. You love, you have a severe love of fashion. Like, yeah. You're gonna be more inclined to want to spend that dollar on yes. something that you see. Likewise with us, mm-hmm. whereas like somebody, they might like to look at it, but mm-hmm. you know, they're not, they're not, their focus isn't on clothing like yeah. ours is. So yeah. it's the, the not pressure, but incentive to want to, to invest in a piece mm-hmm. just isn't there like it is for us. And I think we have to keep that in mind that like, not everybody is ready to jump and spend, even if it's $15, but you know, some of the pieces in here and some of the pieces you have a few hundred dollars, yeah. not everybody's willing to jump and do that. Because that, you know, that checks a big box for us when we find something that we like. But it's not like that for everybody. It understands switches. Switches. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, like, I used to be a fast fashion shopper. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that because Mm -hmm. that was in my tax bracket. Mm -hmm. That's what I could afford. Sure. Now, I'm going to shift. And now, I'm going to get something else, this quality that 
I could spend a little bit more money on it because I may be making more money. I see things differently. I'm saving differently. Um, there's like there's so many layers to it. So again, I can't get mad at. I do like I used to get mad. Sometimes I still do get mad at like why people don't understand my price points. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it's like really good quality. Why people don't like why does people not understand that? And, and what I'm, I have to deliver that message a little bit better. Um, I have to understand where people are at and meet meet them meet them there sometimes. Like I may make that affordable piece one day. You know what I'm saying? That 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 speaks to more people. Like you also like I'm I'm a really big um, brand consumer for for God. You know he has essentials. That's the base level stuff, but still nice quality. But it, it's not the six hundred and ninety five dollar price point. Mm-hmm. So, and, but they're under the same bracket. I'm gonna get there one day, you know, um, to where I want to serve, you know, my younger crowd, like my high school students and stuff mm-hmm. like that, the middle school that maybe can't afford that three hundred dollar hoodie, that two two hundred and fifty dollar hoodie, you know, and we can get there at seventy five dollars. I'm not there yet, but. You know, I would love to experience that side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, and we all have those moments. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you got you got your $300, $400 pieces up there, but you mm-hmm. also have a nice $15 piece that's very good quality. And unique. And yeah. unique. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's this, you know, this business is, is tough, mm-hmm. you know, but you have to speak to you. At the end of the day. I think the hard part, too, is, you know, not realizing that, you know, your brand or your business might not be for everybody. For sure. As sure. much as we want to try to grow it as, as large as we can, mm-hmm. there you still have to kind of somewhat stay in your lane yeah. of, of, like, this is this is my target group. This is my who I want to focus on, mm-hmm. and this is who's buying my product. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I can speak for me. You know, I it's hard for me to invest in a two hundred dollar piece, mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if you can tell me that 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 the hoodie that I'm investing in, the quality, and I can feel it, and I can see it, and I can put it on, and I know that I can wear it, and it's gonna, you know, twenty years from now, I'm still gonna have it. And it's gonna be in, intact and in great mm-hmm. shape. I'm all in on it, yeah. and that's one of the things I like about the new line yeah. that you have. Mm-hmm. Like this hoodie has a very classic look to yeah. it, and it's it it's like it will stand over, you know. The next 20 years, yeah. I think you can style that with jeans, with anything that you want, you know, and it's not really on trend. Yeah. It's not something that's trendy. Yeah. It's going to be something. That's why I love, I gravitate to like Polo and to L.L. Bean and, and some of those brands that, you know, even you look at the old J. Crew, the 90s and 80s J. Crew. That's what I grew up with. Yeah. I like really grew up with Ralph Lawrence, like my mom in the men's department shoes all that i yeah. really grew up watching like ralph lauren yeah man he comes out with the same collared shirt yeah <laughs> and everybody the same, the exact, not even the same color shirt but like the exact the same, same thing, thing. <laughs> yeah the, the same, same thing. thing and yeah people, he just styles it differently guess, to kind of lend exactly to current day things you know and it also helps that it's seasonal too but you know like there's some years where like he probably won't push just a polo shirt mm-hmm. as much as he will a few seasons up. Yes. He'll push the sweatshirts and the hoodies and just the basic t-shirt. And that sort great of thing. quality. Yeah, that's the key. <laughs> like, yeah, it's but, great quality. And he's, and he's got it, in, it, I won't say just him, but his, his team mm-hmm. has it so down to a science that, like I said, nothing is new. Yeah. It's just reused so that he can just... 
be like, well, it, it, everything's kind of lending to this. Mm -hmm. Let me just go grab my notebook real quick, and this is what we're making this time. There's nothing you have to do. Mm -hmm. And you get experimental every now and again with a couple fun colors, but for the most part, it's just, it, okay, well, now that this book's going to be done for a little bit, let's go back to this. And how, and how many All people, the work's done. And how many people are familiar with Purple, purple Brand? Yeah. Not the jeans. I don't know. Are you talking about the Ralph mattress? No. No, I'm talking about Ralph Lauren's other brand. Yeah. His upscale yeah. brand, Purple Label. Yeah. Never heard of it. It's in a lot of, it's more like, it, it's in, it's in like New so. York and a lot of the higher yeah. end areas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's his high end stuff. Uh-huh. That's his stuff that's like. Yeah, I did not know about that. Yeah. No, most no, people no, wouldn't. I a lot mm -hmm. of new stuff, so. Because he's not, he's not pushing, he knows the market to push that too. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You'll see the things like that in, in Neiman Marcus and those upscale, yeah. Barney, like those type of... He's clearly not marketing to somebody like myself yes. or I would have heard about yes. it. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, it's funny, too, because you take a brand like, like Polo and, you know, you used to be able to find it at Marshall's, TJ Maxx, places like that. And he was like, fuck no. He's mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm pulling this shit out of there. Well, you, you don't see that stuff anymore. And that's why, yeah. because he's like, hold up. This is my. This is where I. Mm -hmm. This is what I built this on. Mm -hmm. This is. Who, but that would be the. That would also be a part of uh, like the quality control. Um, how they're able to do that is you see it in uh, Saks Off Fifth, three seasons behind. Mm -hmm. They may throw what didn't sell in those in those stores, but it, it was two seasons ago. Yeah. But it's still nice quality. I get I get a lot of my my glasses, my designer glasses mm -hmm. for around. 100 the little gym i get them for about 120 400 four to 500 dollars glasses for 120 because yeah. there's a, they're a season ago yeah you know what i'm saying um and but but, but it has that classic it's still it, well, it's I, it's I, not so much what i'm where i'm going is like it's not so much of a trend that people would even know well and well, that's the thing with polo like a, a a blue button down oxford you can go find it at Marshall's for twenty four bucks, but you go to the mall or somewhere and buy it, and it's like a hundred dollar so, Oxford. I give you this, but it's Hold the on. exact same thing, and the trend doesn't change, and the style doesn't change, which is, which is really cool in a way. But at the same time, like you said, he has to pull that back in and say, yeah. "Hold so, on." So if we look at these glasses, these are Saint Laurent glasses, right? Mm -hmm. So they got the old what what type of style is that? Yeah. The Ray Ban yeah, style. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Wayfair. But, yeah. So mm -hmm. they they'll put they'll they'll just put like cooler things yeah. on it as far as it the hearts in oh there. yeah yeah so it's like hearts in there in, in the frame mm -hmm. and these were originally like five hundred dollar glasses that i got for maybe 89 to a hundred dollars at you know sex yeah. outfit yeah you know that's just what marshall's is for a ralph Lauren. oh yeah 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 you know like they they'll get if the thread count is a little bit off or the horse is a little bit crooked it went into quality control they mm -hmm. kick that out what do they do with that stuff marshall's They'll buy that stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's where all that stuff oh, goes. Yeah, yeah. So that that's makes, just that's just how they, you know, yeah, make money off of it. That makes sense. We that can't makes, we can't throw it away. I mean, we can throw it away, but, but yeah, that doesn't make sense. I yeah, that doesn't right. make sense. <laughs> and it just and it, and honestly, it just kind of gets your brand out there even more. I mean, yeah. It, and I think that's the, kind of the positive around it. So let's talk a little bit. We 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 won't go on and on forever, right. but like. So talk about the new line that's coming out. What are some ideas? And I mean, maybe you can share, maybe you can't. But mm -hmm. like, what is what is your vision? I guess for this launch in September. Our main, our main here's our main goal because we're a smaller brand. 
we we went to a newer manufacturer that's requiring us to do 150 to 200 minimums. So one style, you have to order 200 pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't do that right now. You know, other other brands like Kith, and I, I don't I don't know this to be factual, but I know there are roughly around uh, 50 to 75 because they have great relationships and they're much bigger. Um, so right now, our main focus is to get in stores. You know, like Oneness, um, these different boutiques, um, Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus, um, we're really shopping around that field. That's what we just came to Vegas. Mm-hmm. All those retailers, wholesalers were out there. They loved our, our, our styles. You know, we had 20, 20, um, 20 accounts come up to us and like, man, we really love that. And Nordstrom's was one of that. We didn't get that that deal with them um, because, again, we, we, we have to be a much bigger they were talking about distributing centers where we're at and we like we don't have that right now but we're currently looking for it so we can push that process but right now that's my main goal for this collection if i have to ride it out for a year or two because you have pieces that are you know kind of in the future you know i can scale back and then reintroduce that next year um whatever pieces don't get picked up you know so that's the main goal is to get in many a, a lot of boutiques, upscale boutiques, and um, retailers like Nordstrom's and things like that. Yeah. That's the that's the main goal because, again, we want to be credible a lot because we have such good quality. How do you – you could say all day on the Internet and show people, oh, this is French Terry, blah, blah, blah. But if, if they don't understand what they're looking at, then what else makes you credible? Yeah. The stores. The stores. The stores tell the customer, hey, this is what you need to buy. Absolutely. You know, I could do it on the internet all day. But that's what every other, you know, half ass brand does as well. Like how many times do you're on Instagram or TikTok and they say the the finest materials yeah. or this or that, you know, a certain wording that they yeah. use and then You've, you know, we never really invest, but a lot of people will wind up investing in that mm-hmm. and they get it and they're like No it's not. Oh, so I guess it's actually not. Okay, yes. Cool. So. so so that's what I want to separate myself from. And it, again, it's no not I don't I don't I don't shit on anybody's dreams or aspirations because it took me a while to get quality. But even if I'm going to give you you guys game, you can find quality within wholesaling too. You have to do your research. You have to understand what GSMs are. So for we'll, we'll say ounces. You have to understand how heavy a garment is. If you're looking at a 5 ounce t-shirt with no base and it's just wholesale and it's super thin. Mm-hmm. No, Gildan used to give a really great shirt back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like if you find old vintage Gildan t-shirts, you will find some really great garments. Yeah. You know what I'm saying with Gildan. But when the man came, mm-hmm. uh, everybody wanted to start to start a brand. They had to meet the, the brand. They had to meet the the the. Uh, how can you say it? They had quantity to meet the, rather the, the than quality. Yeah, yeah, they had to, to meet uh, meet that, and that just they messed up the quality. Bad. Bad. Really bad. But there's other Cotton Heritage. They have a really good T-shirt hoodie. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a wholesaler uh, um, site that you can go through if you have an LLC account. You get that, and they'll let you. They'll open up their catalog to you. You can find a really good T-shirt. Yeah. You can find a really good hoodie with them. Um, so that's some free game right there. You know, yeah. if you want to start a brand, go look at 
an eight, eight ounce t-shirt. It's heavier, eight to nine ounces. When you get into the 12 to um, 15 ounces on the t-shirt, you don't want to really go to a wholesaler. You want to you want to find a, a production company. So I think that's key. Again, I'll re- reiterate what I said earlier. Learn, 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 mm-hmm. because it took you a long time to get to that point and to learn mm-hmm. kind of well, the, it that whole it, process. It, 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 like I knew, I my prices have always been high. Yeah. Because I've always researched, okay, is even if I'm wholesaling, what's the best wholesaling yeah. brand out there? It's putting out a Quality good T-shirt. Tees, yeah. yeah. Premium. Yeah. Premium tees. And even sometimes when brands say premium, is not premium. So you got to go through that, of course. Yeah. Finding that right wholesale premium shirt. And it's on the higher, higher side of things. And then once you get into that, that's not including the screen printing and stuff like that. That's just, that's another price point. Yeah. So that's why you see uh, a t-shirt maybe being this lower quality being roughly around $45. And it shouldn't be, you know, it should be around 20, 28 to 30. We, we deal with that every day, the reprint business and vintage yeah. t-shirts. I mean, they've yeah. got them for like 10, 15 bucks at, you know, forever twenty one. Yeah, yeah, all these places yeah. and, and people don't. Stuff. People just they're like, okay, I'm cool with that. It's yeah. it's not the real thing, and but, but you shouldn't be. I mean, yeah. you, you you those you, people. You, I mean, mostly just aren't collectors. At yeah, heart, you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. it's vintage is a collector's. Well, even even if you're so. not a even if you're not a collector, man, you shouldn't want that as a as a consumer because it's going you, you're going to buy so many of those t-shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you're just spending the same amount or whether just coming in here and buying a quality one. A quality know, one. The original, you know, that's going to hold up over time. And yeah. People are impatient, though, because, you know, a lot of people, especially for some of the originals that are, you know, nearing three digits, you know, mm-hmm. $100, a couple hundred dollars, you know, they may not have the funds to be mm-hmm. able to get that piece. And, you know, by the time they save up the money to mm-hmm. feel where they're comfortable to buy that piece, it's not even cool anymore. That's a, that's a so, fact. That's a fact. You know, but but cool is subjective. I, mean, I, I can't. Doubt, yeah, 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 Again, yeah. we're going back to people who are you know. Just look out there. Yeah, 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 like yeah. I heard just you. Pick, yeah. pick exactly what's on the mannequin in the yeah, store. Yeah. Wear that. Don't do it any and somebody, other way. And so and somebody told me that over fifty percent. I want to say what he say like eighty to ninety percent are mannequin shoppers. Oh, that's what we were talking about earlier. Without a doubt. Yeah. Every, that's like, the thing that we struggle with the most in this shop is that. There, every piece is different. There's mm-hmm. not the same pieces not in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously we got a lot of different jeans, but people don't know how to come in and not look at the mannequin and say, "I want that complete outfit." They don't know how to take a pair of jeans and pair it with a shirt, mm-hmm. and then pair it with a jacket, and then uh, rock it with the shoes that they own. Yeah. So it's it's difficult. That's the most difficult thing for Scott and I, yeah. because you know, with your brand, you have how many pieces in your collection? With this newer collection, we probably have over 50 pieces. Yeah, you know so 50 pieces. We probably have 800 pieces yeah. in the shop, and every one of them is different. Yeah. So it's like almost overwhelming to yeah. someone no, who... Sure. And they change every day also. Sure. We yeah. have 30 to 40 sometimes, you know, but, you know, we'll come in and do a big restock, and we have 300 new pieces yeah. in the store. So even if somebody came in and saw something and they're second-guessing mm-hmm. it, they come back, it's gone. Now here's a new one they got to figure out. So yeah. it's, you know, and it's a lot easier... Mm-hmm than a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, until they realize that, it's tough. Yeah. So it's just, it's a never so I would So I would, tell a, I would tell the listener, if you guys are watching this, I would say like, 
explore. Don't be scared of of what that looks like. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a room right here where you can style it up. Style, mm-hmm. come in here, find a piece. Just go in this room, style it up, see what it looks like on you. Take a chance. You know what I mean? If you don't know what your set style is. Like look at look at certain things and all right, I'm just gonna try it on, see how it feels on me, see what it looks like. I may not like it or I may fall in love with it. Yeah. You know, don't be scared to experiment in here. Like that that's what I would do if I and that's what I still do when I come in here. I'm like, okay, like all right, let me see what that looks like. We're gonna get you in those pants, I got you. <laughs> so let's 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 wrap this up. Right. Uh one of the things we do at the end is we do a heat check. You talked a lot about style. Let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about your style. Mm-hmm. What is something that um, you know, what's 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 a musician or an artist here locally in Kentucky or in Lexington that you're really rocking with right now? I would say Els Bentley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's he's really fire. Um, Paperboy Casino. Uh, Mikey, Mikey Trill. Yeah. Yeah, I like Mikey's him. Mikey's our guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Mikey. <laughs> Uh, Trap Steve, Mega, Mega Millions, First Shift. Those guys are in the Louisville area. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I, I like I like a lot of the younger guys down here. A lot of the older guys too. So, though, though, that's pretty much my range of music around here. And, and sorry if I miss somebody, you know, but I listen to a lot of music. Born and raised here in Lexington. What's your favorite like eating like place to eat? Everybody's going to go probably with Wendy's. I'm not Wendy's. I'm sorry. Wendy's? Hey, that would be Scott. That would be Scott. Nah, man. I don't Indies. Indies. I'm sorry. Indies. Oh, yeah. And then it was a, the chi- they just changed uh, management. You know the Chinese spot over there by uh, Lexington Legends? Uh-huh. Yeah, right, yeah, right yeah, yeah. King of Foods. Uh-huh. King of Foods. Mm-hmm. They just changed the people that was the best Chinese yeah. restaurant. I have to try Ever. that. I haven't had that one, so Ever. I definitely when have to I was try gro- that. When I was growing up, that was the best one. I can't speak for him now. Okay. Yeah. Well, you do drink, so drink a choice. Uh, I like bourbon. Bourbon? Yeah. Specific kind? Uh, Wolford. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm a Wolford guy, but there's some other bourbons out there that I like, too. Okay. And now, uh, is there a brand or something you're rocking with right now that's not yours? <sighs> that's no. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really hard. Um I like a lot of the local brands. You know, we got 1-0, we got First Shift, we we have uh, Always, uh, Love Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Uncle Steve, you know, um, Soul and Roses. Um, yeah, we, we got quite, Love Always is huge. I didn't realize yeah. they were here, but yeah. I, I discovered that a, a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what other brands? Um, that's right off the top of my head. Those are some of the brands that, you know, I, I really rock with. Okay. I'm gonna take it back a little bit old school here with um, the old cartoons. You know, at the end of every cartoon, they give a PSA, mm-hmm. and they'd say, you know, don't do drugs or don't do this or whatever. If you could give a PSA to the to the viewers, what would your PSA be? Wild things create the world. There you go. I like that. It's easy. That's a good way to end it. <laughs> so we appreciate everything, Jerron. No, thank you. Good you luck guys. with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank we love you. you. Thank you. Man. Thank you. And love thank you, you all too. for uh, listening and watching. And right. we'll see you next time. Try to show